Police officer convicted of excessive force for choking and giving a head injury to a woman arrested for public intoxication. Latest government offer to Quebec public sector workers is very low and the unions are not impressed. Data from 2022 shows that made requests are up 31% and the number of people who sought made who didn't have a reasonably foreseeable death doubled. It's confirmed. A Reuters photojournalist was killed last week by an Israeli rocket and Saudi Arabia coordinated talks try to end the violence in Sudan. Good morning. It's Monday, October 30th. I'm Nora. Here are your headlines. We start this morning in Aurelia, Ontario, where Constable Bailey Nichols has been found guilty of assault causing bodily harm four years ago while arresting someone. CTV's Christian Devino reports that Nichols choked a woman and pinned her against the bars of her jail cell as she forced her to remove her jewelry. The woman needed five stitches, but the article also mentions that she had staples too. It isn't clear if she needed both or if Devino is interchanging the words. The woman had been arrested for being drunk outside of a restaurant. She was too far gone to easily take off her jewelry, which is something that they ask everyone to do when they're held in a cell. Nichols became quote-unquote impatient. She pulled on the chain of the woman, which broke it, and then she grabbed the woman by the throat and shoved her into the cell bars. Nichols is already on leave, which the OPP says is quote-unquote unrelated to this case. Next to Quebec, where the government has given its latest offer to public sector workers who are about to go on strike. That offer moves their promise from 9% over five years to 10.3% over five years. Just to put this into perspective, the striking auto workers in the United States just won a 25% pay increase over four years. The government also wants to give a higher wage rate to quote unquote certain employees from 2.5% per year to 3%. They are currently negotiating with 650,000 public sector workers. 420,000 of those workers are represented by the CSQ, the CSN, the APTS, and the FTQ, united through the Front Commun, or the Common Front. This is the government's fourth offer. Unsurprisingly, the unions called the offer paltry, and they're asking for a 20% increase over three years. The Front Commun has picked November 6th as its first day of strike, and the strike mandate they received was 95%. They will be joined by the FIC, Quebec's nursing union. And while not mentioned in the article for the November 6th strike, our teachers will also be out on November 6th. They are unionized with the FAR. Next, new data is out about how many people in Canada accessed medical assistance in dying in 2022, and it showed that requests for MAID have increased by 31% last year. In 2022, 13,241 people requested medical assistance in dying. There were no increases in the number of people who received palliative care. 78% of people who chose MAID had access to palliative care, and almost 88% of people could have accessed it if they wanted to. That means that 10% or so did not choose it, according to the annual report explained by Camille Baines at the Canadian Press. Only Manitoba and Yukon did not see increases in people choosing MAID. While the average for Canada was 4.1% of all deaths were from MAID, it was highest in Quebec, where the number rose to 6.6%. 
made in Quebec is confoundingly popular. Now, the piece only hints at legislative changes related to mental health. Those changes were supposed to have been made this year, but the federal government pushed them off until 2024. But the article doesn't say anything about how 2022 was the first full year that MAID was available for people whose deaths were not reasonably foreseeable. That legislation was passed in March 2021. And so the year prior to this report does not have a full year of data related to expanded MAID. Baines doesn't explain how many people accessed expanded MAID versus MAID for medical issue that caused a reasonable foreseeable death. This really is the most newsy part of the report, in my opinion, but it's not in this news piece. In 2022, 463 people chose MAID who did not have a reasonably foreseeable death. Now, that is up from 223 people in 2021. The report says that this is a slight increase because they use the context of the overall percentage of 2.2% to 3.5%, but it's actually double the number, which I think is pretty big news. So double the number of people from 2021 to 2022 have chosen expanded made. The people who chose expanded made also have a very different medical profile than the ones who chose made because they have a reasonably foreseeable death. The majority of people who chose expanded made have a neurological condition at 50%. And then the second most common was quote unquote other condition at 37.1%. Other conditions includes chronic pain, osteoarthritis, frailty, fibromyalgia, and autoimmune conditions. Now, as I said, this isn't in the Canadian press report, so I'm doing a bit of work for you here. 63% of people who chose MAID who had a reasonably foreseeable death had cancer. 22.6% of people had other conditions. That included 8% of people having chronic pain and a quarter of them having frailty. The average age of people who chose MAID was 77 years old, and that average age has been slightly increasing over the years. Of everyone who chose MAID, 1.3% were between the ages of 18 and 45, and 3.2% were between the ages of 46 and 55. And related to disability supports, 4.1% of people who chose MAID needed disability supports but did not receive them. Next to international news. The organization Reporters Without Borders has confirmed that Issam Abdallah, a Reuters visuals journalist, was killed by a targeted strike, quote, from the direction of the Israeli border, unquote. Here is what the group said, quote, according to the ballistic analysis carried out by RSF, the shots came from the east of where the journalists were standing, just from the direction of the Israeli border. Two strikes in the same place in such a short space of time, just over 30 seconds, from the same direction clearly indicate precise targeting, unquote. The report from Reuters and republished in the Jerusalem Post quotes the Israeli military, who say that they do not deliberately target journalists. The IDF had not commented yet when Reuters asked them. The Committee to Protect Journalists, which does not appear in the Reuters piece, has tracked at least 29 journalists' deaths since October 7th. 24 were Palestinian, 4 were Israeli, and 1 was Lebanese. There are also 9 journalists who have been reported missing or detained. And finally, to news directly from the United Nations, talks have resumed in Jeddah between representatives of the Sudanese military and the Rapid Support Forces. The situation in Sudan is dire. The UN says that the health system is a disaster and there are disease outbreaks, including cholera. 
and one in nine people have fled their homes. Thousands have been killed, though they cannot place a more precise number on the death toll than that. The talks in Jeddah are being facilitated by Saudi Arabia primarily, with assistance from the United States, the African Union, and the Intergovernmental Authority on Development of the UN. The key right now is trying to negotiate a ceasefire in Sudan between the two sides. Then, after that, for an agreement that will end the civil war to allow for politics to function again. Those are your headlines for Monday, October 30th. I'm Nora. I hope you have a beautiful Monday morning, just like we do. We woke up to a blanket of snow and some beautiful snow falling. You are listening to this podcast at sandyandnora.com on the Real News Network podcast feed or wherever you get your podcasts. I hope you have a wonderful Monday.